You're listening to the Gluten-Free Guide Podcast with your host, Vanessa Weisbrod. Welcome to the Gluten-Free Guide Podcast. I'm Vanessa Weisbrod coming to you from the Celiac Disease Program at Children's National Health System, and I would love to say a huge thank you to all of our dedicated listeners. Today's podcast is about empowering young children with celiac disease to own their diagnosis through reading. Author Caitlin Puccio is in the studio to talk with us about her book, The Adventures of Celia Kay, and her mission to encourage children with celiac disease not to see their condition as a limitation, but rather as an inspiration. Her book is about a little girl who has celiac disease and believes that she needs to hide it from her friends. She goes to great lengths to keep her diagnosis a secret and in turn becomes a great storyteller. I know all of our listeners are going to love hearing about this adventure, as well as Caitlin's personal journey to get her own celiac diagnosis. My co-host Ellen Wilcox sat down with Caitlin, so take it away, Ellen. Caitlin, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So tell us about your experience with celiac disease and how you came to write a children's book about it. Yes, I was diagnosed when I was 23 in 2012. Um, So it had been sort of a lifetime of just not feeling well. Um, And when I was diagnosed and went gluten-free, I started feeling much better. I wanted to sort of get my story out there. So I started writing for the Huffington Post, just sharing my experience, trying to help others. Um, And I thought, you know, As difficult as it is for me to cope with celiac disease and to figure out what I can and can't eat and going out to restaurants and things like that, it must be that much more difficult for children to cope with this who don't even understand, you know, why their parents are saying, no, you can't have that cupcake or that slice of pizza when everyone else is having it. So I thought I would create the character Celia Kay. Um, to sort of give kids someone to look up to and to just explain a little bit about the disease in a non-overt way. So it's uh, really just her adventures, and I sort of slipped celiac disease in there, um, and that's how the story came about. So about your character, Celiac Kay, uh, what makes her special as a character? I think what makes Celia K special is that she doesn't let celiac disease define her actions or who she is. Uh, It's part of who she is and she acknowledges that, but she turns it into something more creative. In the book, she'll, she'll make up these wild stories and she uses her imagination and she really uses it as a catalyst for, uh, some sort of creative good that I think is really an interesting approach. Is this character kind of scared of having her friends find out exactly um, what she's managing? She is at first. She she doesn't really understand it herself. She doesn't think that her friends will accept it. Um, It makes, you know, it's a little bit different and, and that's hard to deal with sometimes. So that's why she starts making up these crazy stories about something as simple as why can't you eat crackers at snack time? Um, and eventually she, she sort of makes up the stories that are so out of this world that her friends start to say, you know, hey, that can't be right. Um, and eventually she understands that her friends are, are accepting of her and accepting of her disease, and it really doesn't change who she is. So you're demonstrating that for other children through this book? Yes, that's, that's the hope. It's, it's really... Um, you know, a lot of parents have said to me, my child doesn't understand, you know, what to tell their friends. It, you know, disease is a scary word. What do we say? How do we deal with it? And 
Um, I was hoping that someone like Celia Kay would be going through these same issues alongside children and they would be able to emulate what she is doing. The, I have a book right here in front of us and the illustrations are really striking, just so colorful and interesting. What can you tell us about your approach to that? The illustrator that I worked with is absolutely wonderful, um, Sarah Larnack. She is actually based in New Zealand and I came across her because she was nominated for a Grammy for record cover design a few years back. Uh, and I saw her artwork on that record cover and I thought, you know, that really, the style matches the story, uh, the style of the story that I've written. So I just reached out to her um, and said, hey, I've written this book, maybe you're interested in, in illustrating, and she read it, and we've had such a great working relationship since then, and she's so creative. Um, there's so many details in the book that um, really make the story come to life, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun for kids. Have you met children who've read the book? Do you have a little fan club? <laughs> <laughs> I have met children who've read the book, and um, I've heard from both children and their parents, and uh, it, the most rewarding comment is that Celia Kay actually helped my child uh, you know, get through a day at school more confidently. That must really feel good to hear. That was great. <laughs> yes. I mean, that was really the, the goal of, of producing this book is to, to give parents a tool to help their kids and, and kids a, you know, a character that they can look up to. So where can families find this book? The book is available anywhere online, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, uh, anywhere you can possibly buy a book online, it's available. All right. Uh, when I was looking at information about you just to get ready for this interview, I mm -hmm. also saw that you partnered with the Girl Scouts of Central Texas to create a badge related to yes. celiac disease. So how did that come about? Uh, so we actually partnered for uh, Celiac Awareness Month, and we made a patch program. Uh, it's the Celia K Explorers patch program, which is a lot of fun. Celia K is on the patch. Um, and it, children, it was basically, the goal was a learning experience for girls, uh, not only who have celiac disease, but who have friends who have celiac disease, um, or any sort of gluten intolerance. Um, and there were various activities that they had to complete. Um, and the, there were 10 activities total, and the first few girls who completed all of the activities would get a book, and um, there were certain other ways to earn a badge. Uh, and it was really just to spread awareness about what some of the girls' friends might be going through and how to be a friend in those situations. That, that's great. I mean, it's, that's wonderful. Just another way to help uh, get the word out right. and educate. So I understand you just came back from a trip to Italy. I did. <laughs> which, you know, a lot of people are like, Italy, how can you find safe food to eat there? So yes. how, how was that trip for you? You know, it's actually funny because I am Italian. Um, and when I was first diagnosed, I thought, oh my gosh, my pasta days are over. <laughs> how could I be a full Italian like this? Um, but Italy is actually very advanced as far as their knowledge of celiac disease. Um, they test their children regularly. And all you really have to do is ask if something is gluten-free. And it's, it may not be right on the menu that it's gluten-free, but there's always an option, which was so great because I have never eaten so well um, having, having celiac disease. And just, it, I mean, there are some of, so, some of the most amazing brands 
Um, the breads are amazing and it's it's almost like you're eating the real thing which is really nice because you don't want to feel like you're missing out just because you can't eat certain things. Wow do you travel elsewhere as well? Do you have I love to travel, yes. Um, And actually, it's it's nice because I was sort of diagnosed around a time when it was becoming more well-known. So there are certainly more options than there were many, many years ago. Um, So when I've been traveling, I always travel with my own sort of uh, snack pack just in case I can't find anything. But I have found that it's been it's been pretty easy to um, to be able to sustain myself abroad. Um, I just want to ask, what's next for Celia K? Any future plans? I'm not sure what's next for Celia K. I would love to turn it into an animated TV series for kids um, as part of an educational programming. I think that would be a lot of fun because kids are very visual and they like to be interactive. And I think she's such uh, she's such a vibrant character that I think she would really pop off a screen. Okay, I'll be watching for that one day. (laughs) Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. I really love uh, having this book here in front of me. It's just beautiful, and I, I love hearing about all your experiences and how you made this come to life. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining the podcast today, and to Ellen for helping me out with the recording. I hope that many of our listeners will check out The Adventures of Celia Kay for their own children and let us know what you thought of the book. Now, before we sign off for today, I've got our grocery store tip of the week brought to you thanks to the generous support of Giant Martin's Foods. Summertime is filled with fruity treats, and thankfully, fresh fruits are naturally gluten-free. One of our favorite treats is homemade ice pops made using the freshest fruits from summer, like watermelon, peaches, and strawberries. And these popsicles are so easy to make. So head on down to your local grocery store and pick up your kids' favorite fruits. Then simply blend the fruit with water or lemonade and honey. Pour the mixture into popsicle or ice pop molds and freeze them for at least four hours. To make a mom and dad version, add a handful of fresh herbs to the blender. You'll be making these in bulk in no time. We guarantee it. Well, we are out of time for today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll talk to you again next time.